Joe, you want me, me to do the intro? Right there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Intro that shit up, Elliot. Elliot, uh, wait, hold up. Let me intro. Let me I introduce will. you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tonight, with the intro to the Valley Cast, may I present to you, Elliot Morgan. Wow, thank you so much, Joe. What an honor to be here doing this intro. Welcome, everybody, to the ValleyCast, a very <laughs> special episode in which we have temporarily transfigured Steve Zaragoza into the new and improved Andy Mogren. Andy Mogren, everybody. Yay! Andy Mogren is an incredibly talented uh, person, director, writer, hilarious hilarious human being and um i didn't what happened <clears throat> my mic fell but anyway um andy you guys might recognize as the person who's created our logo or at least the 3d version of it he 3dified it and it's the thing that's in front of all of our stuff uh and andy how are you doing how's I'm life doing treating great. You? i'm up here in up north minnesota three hours outside of minneapolis uh damn beautiful it's, it's a far cry from living in studio city but it's great i love it I'm. Do you miss Studio uh, City? I mean, those days. Give me, give me a break. We had this awesome pool house, uh, or like just a house with a pool, and we just had b- barbecues every weekend. It was amazing. Yeah, you had great uh, um, early. Like I just moved to LA. Like actually living that lifestyle life is what you had for a while. I had uh, like a full-on floaty thing called the relaxation station from Costco that was in our. Fil- that it would fill up the entire <laughs> swimming pool. And we would always like jump on it and get holes in it and return it to Costco and just get a new one for free. Oh, good times! And it was like yeah, you got to know how to. It great. was like early YouTube. Uh, like everybody would just come over for barbecues, you know. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, yeah. Let's jump into the history here in a second. I don't want to sell you short on your intro. Uh, not only have you done Excuse the me. you sold me sold me short. I'm on selling my Elliot short on his intro. Elliot did a great job. I think he did. A for work. selling yeah. Elliot short, it just could short. have been a little bit better. Like a little bit. I don't know. More Elliot, Andy's done the 3D. What is happening yeah, yeah. here? This is insane. Oh wait, are you good? Are you I'm, good? I'm actually coming at you from three miles. Away. Yeah, <laughs> This, I hate this. I know. Zoom shit it's like, so much. If anyway. comedy timing is like a one, two, three, four count, we're talking music now. Comedy timing on Zoom is like a, a four, five count, which is a nightmare to play if you've never played it before. It's yeah. not. What fun. a metaphor. Oh, five, four. Sorry. Five, four it's... count. Five, four count. It's like the Mission Impossible theme song. It's one, two, three, four, five, one. Two, three, four, five, and it's really fuck. It's a nightmare. Anyways, it's that's what it's the comedic equivalent of turning off the song when you get out of the car before finishing the song. Yes, yes, it's, it's that funny. Yeah, I'll be here all day. It's that funny. <laughs> uh, so it's that hilarious. Andy's done uh, the 3D version of our logos. He's done the intro for pretty much all of our shows. I out think. Yonder, uh, out- uh, let's see, the new Valley Cast, the old Valley Cast. Um, Andy is responsible for sperm Mike. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's my idea. <laughs> and then uh, uh, yeah. most importantly is that he's uh, the editor on um, what used to be Tales from the Internet and now is uh, Love on the Internet. Andy is doing all the visuals for that, so he's kind of like a, a unofficial official member of the Valley folk that's been kind of riding with us the whole time. So we want to get him on and talk about his projects and shit. Yeah, Andy, you're like uh, very similar to our good, uh, much-loved editor, Kevin, in that you inject everything you do with an amount of comedy that either you do it consciously or unconsciously, it seems like it's targeted at making us laugh, and it makes everything so Oh, much definitely. I think that like bringing comedy and 
and most importantly, timing and stuff to these different projects. Like, I mean, you got to be a good editor and you got to kill your babies in a lot of different ways where if it, if it just, if it takes like five minutes to tell two jokes or something like that, like you're doing a pretty shitty job, actually. <laughs> Ooh, nice. I like it that. It sounds like he's, uh, are you critiquing us right now? What's going on here, Andy? <laughs> I think there's way more than two jokes so far, you guys. You I son think of a we're bitch. going great. That's awesome. Have you seen my stand-up, I, Andy? I mean, that's I generous. I went to Flappers in North Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Those are the days. Uh, how's how's life treating you, Andy, up there? How, is, how are things awesome. going? I mean, it's, um, I, I like, uh, with everything going on right now, no better place to be secluded than, like, up north at your cabin, you know? Yeah, it sounds amazing. So, because I see you guys all the time on like Instagram, and it's like ah, I just feel so. I feel fortunate to be where we are, just like with a lake, with you know all of our. I have new newborn twins; they just turned one, and uh, and so four great. year old, and so it's it's great, it's awesome, it's much better than being in an apartment in L.A. No offense. I, I think uh, there's no offense taken. <laughs> just maybe a little offense. Maybe a little offense. Well, I'm super jealous. Like you get, you're just outside. You're just in nature, and you're getting to go on the boat and have fun. And ah, I'm I'm happy for you more um, than I'm jealous. Yeah, and it's like if if a project comes up, like uh, like for you guys, or whatever. Like I'll just bust it out from up here. It's awesome. Yeah, I dig it so much. Do you feel an Do you feel an overall sense of gloom and doom when you are looking outside? Around. Like if, if if you're not paying too much attention, like I, I still read Reddit every day, and it's like it it's like it's not even happening because when I'm looking outside, there's nothing going on. You Good. know, you're escaping. Yeah. It. Yeah. But at the same time, I uh, I've been yeah. No, it's it's all good. We're good. <laughs> That's a it's an interesting point cool. that you make there though because. You know, with that question that Elliot just thrown out, it's like L.A. is right now, it's it's a constant reminder of everything that's going on. It's If you see people, you either see people that are super adhering to uh, the restrictions and, and masks and stuff like that. But then you also see the people that aren't. And it's a reminder that you're still in it because you get angry at towards that. Like you, Elliot and myself and most of the Valley, all the Valley folk, we've been quarantining crazy and have been inside the whole time. So outside is like a foreign thing to us. But then... You're an example of how a lot of how the rest of the nation is. You know, we have this metropolitan feel of how COVID is going and the summer and all the, cr- the crazy climate stuff. But you're kind of out in rural America where it's just not as big of a deal, or at least it's not in your face as much, right? Well, like straight up, I am three hours up north outside of Minneapolis. So Minneapolis has been the epicenter of the George Floyd protest and everything. And like, we've been up here for all of that, but... We have a lot of friends that are down there, and we've gone down there plenty. And you see firsthand, like, we just how fortunate we are to be outside of all that kind of stuff because it's, you know, I mean, it's it's wild. I have a friend that's a writer for a local paper out here, and and he's like investigating the Minneapolis police, and he's finding out some pretty uh, shady things. And well, they're notorious for their shady stuff up in the <laughs> Minneapolis tell police us, department. Tell us, Andy. Uh, Break the story well, yeah. now. <laughs> Name names. I know you've been proofreading. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. for instance, one of the things that happened was there was something called the South Metro Gang Strike Force. And they used to go into people's houses without a warrant and uh, and would just do whatever they want. They would steal stuff off their walls. They stole this one guy's car. And he didn't. Little Grinches. He, 
little grinchy in it. He didn't get it back until it had 20,000 extra miles on it. And in his car were his house keys. And so his landlord wouldn't give him another set of car, uh, house keys because it was investigated by the police or whatever. So he couldn't get into his house for two years. Jesus. And there is nothing grinchier than taking somebody's car and then giving like, it back with a lot of mileage on it. <laughs> yep, with your heart a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, it's a real... Dude, yeah, I talked to just... uh, my... I talked to my cousin yesterday, who I hadn't talked to in probably a year and a half or something, and he lives in Utah. He lives in uh, Cedar City, Utah, which I guess is like southern Utah. Yep. And um, the culture he was describing was intense but on the opposite side where it's like you're probably out of the mayhem a little bit but the way he was describing it was like they're so they're very conservative in utah and they're as a result kind of like freaking out about a lot of the antifa stuff and he was telling me the story about like these uh these these this smoke shop sold a bumper sticker and I don't even want to say the phrase on the bumper sticker, but it was real racist. Ugh. Let's just put it in that category. We'll file it under real racist. Yeah, yeah. And it got somebody posted it on Facebook, and all these people got upset that they thought Antifa was going to come destroy this smoke shop. So, like, 30 to f- where they sell, like, cigarettes, not like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. L.A. smoke shop. They went out and, like, like st- staked out the place, like, 50 dudes waiting for Antifa to show up to take to because of this bumper sticker that they were selling that was objectively <laughs> racist like crazy filed racist. under and really like, racist <laughs> well, yeah you'll find it in the file yeah you and that in case is, you're but, lost in the filing system really racist is right after rad racist and they're different they're very very different so wait right, Elliot, right. what did it well, say I'll tell you, it said if I'd have known all this was going to happen, I would have picked my own cotton. No. That's pretty racist, Elliot. Way. If you think yeah. about it, yeah. Jesus. If you could look at it, it's, uh, it might even need to go a little further back in the file to very racist. Doesn't that make you feel terrible? Isn't that a horrible thing? Like, I feel like a worse person. For Elliot, I think it, you just canceled our filing so system. <laughs> It's canceled. I know my our poor, it was about time though. Our our filing system has a lot of stuff uh, in I, it that it I should go. I have another case for this filing system. Uh, do you remember the woman at the bar who yes, from I Florida? <laughs> who yes. um? Well, take it away. You know exactly Man. what happened. That was. I've said the. I've repeated the racist stuff. I'm not going to repeat anymore. You remember what it is? Your turn. Hot. This is racism. Hot potato. I mean, she's sitting there, and she's from Florida, and she's in Los Angeles. And what is she doing here? She hates everything about this place, but she doesn't hate it quite as much. Well, you got to you got to dial back the story just a little bit. She was flirting with three young men at the bar for like thirty minutes. Us being the young men. And she was very kind, and she was very nice, and very familiar is the word to use. And she made friends right away. And then as soon as she knew she was in casual acquaintance, the floodgates opened. I mean, I don't even know. Where where should we start? With the alligators? (laughs) It was... I think we should start with the alligators. What was the alligator thing? She was thing? like, you know, down in Florida, they, there's these sons of bitches that were cutting the heads off of alligators. I oh, like yeah. to cut their heads off. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And it was so bad. Joe described it perfectly where he was like, the look in her eyes was like, 
evil. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that is exactly like it, she turned into a different. She went from jovial, flirty, older lady to like, we need to kill everyone that's and, different and than us. And you yeah. and Elliot, well, you were like, oh yeah, me too. What else? Keep going. <laughs> 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 she was like, oh, I didn't say that me too part. I did. I there was, was no me too. I was. <laughs> There was You're, no me too, but there was definitely oh yeah, the others. You weren't like, I was hey, I'm from Florida me, too. Give hey. me. <laughs> yeah, very different. And to be clear, she wasn't was racist like, against alligators. Yes, it she just started was. with no, it was just she, with alligator killers she hated, but then it swiftly went off to anybody that didn't look like her. Yeah, yeah. It was very yeah, bad. We, it's so great to see it in like that in real life. And then yeah, like my cousin explaining it, I was like, Oh, this is like, yeah, totally different uh um, world out there. Sup Ricky. Diverse country. You know Sup Ricky, right? Chris Thompson? Yeah. He, uh, he kind of like moved all his operation to TikTok and he'll come up on my TikTok every once in a while and he posted one. He was driving through Salt, Salt Lake area. Maybe it was Southern Utah as well. He's going through Utah on a road trip. He told a story of he walked into a, a convenience store with a mask on and the guy stopped him. He's like, hey, hey you. This is a, this is a no mask store. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, no, you don't need to you don't need to wear a mask here. He's like, I'm a, I'm good, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and it's like, it's it's the opposite in outside of these areas where it's super hit hard. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's all all. That's I mean I I don't know that I wouldn't be able to laugh. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to take my mask off because I would be. It's like the lady <laughs> where I I want to keep. I got that little like dark thing in me that's like I want to poke the bear. I want to play. You want to poke the racist yeah, bear. Poke the bear. <laughs> What else you got All right, in there, Rattler? Kids, Rattler. we're going to start the day off with a little bit of Duck Duck Goose, and then we're going to play Poke the Racist Bear. All right. Poke the Racist Bear. <laughs> and that's our road trip. Uh, um, anyway. Fun times. Crazy fun, times. fun things that come up. Well, this has been our Valley Cast. Thanks, everybody, for being <laughs> yeah, here. Nice to meet this you. such yeah. a fun joke. Well, well yeah. aside from social climate and all that crap, uh, Andy, I wanted to bring you onto the podcast so you could talk about this freaking project that you're finally finishing up. This is very exciting. I've been working on this thing for years like long. five years. I was working on it. Five years. I, I think I really started it around my wedding. Because my actually, it was um, my dad saw the Corridor Digital video, Superman with a GoPro. And, Shout out to Corridor Digital. And he was like, oh, that's just like a pterodactyl like flying around like in the old movies in the 50s. We should do that. And I was like... Uh, oh yeah, that's a pretty cool video for sure. And then I come home <laughs> for like my bachelor party and he has a thing on his whiteboard, like pay taxes, do all this stuff. But above everything, write pterodactyl. <laughs> and then, and then Luke Baratz, he's out there and he's like, what's pterodactyl? Shout out goes, to Luke oh, Baratz. You know, you could just see it like this. Uh, you can just see it like this pterodactyl flying over, it, it, like this video, right? And it's like, okay. And then Luke went home, and he wrote a draft of it. And my dad got so excited that he got his brother to build a life-size pterodactyl head. And it was just like, well, I guess we're off to the races. And this is during the 2016 election-ish type of stuff. And so it started to just like infiltrate what was going on with this movie about a pterodactyl and uh and now it's finally done and it's like 30 minutes long and you guys are both in it and so is steve and 
so is Corridor Digital and a bunch and Smosh and a bunch of different people. It's gonna be great. And it turned out awesome. Uh, five years. That's the exact opposite. Like the exact opposite of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I've never worked on anything for five years. Five freaking years. It's crazy. I mean never. Over the course of this I did have three kids and I also got married and I also bought a house and moved to Minnesota. Like, there's a lot of things that happened. It was just like every night I would go to bed and I would think, hey, well, like, what is one thing I can do to improve on this thing? At one point in time, it was like an hour long. And now I got it down to 30 because every single night I would go to bed and think of like, I, I could do something to improve this part of it. or And it's all green screen and I shoot everybody individually and I splice all of the performances together and stuff. So like, in my very first movie, Bear Force One, Joe, you make out with a girl at the end of it on top of Mount Rushmore that you never have even met because you're making out with somebody that I already filmed like a month and a half earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and Joe, being a devout Christian, would have no other well, exactly. Way. And that's well, you're married, and I would never have you cheat on Heather. <laughs> Absolutely, just not virtually. Not um, even for we've free. said that to him so many times. Yeah. <laughs> I in my vows, uh, I said I would never cheat on you except for virtually. So we're gonna be fine. I, yeah, I remember that because I was your ordained priest. At your wedding. <laughs> yes, you were. Oh, yeah, well, you were. And you dressed up like a giant priest. Like a so giant probably pope. probably the most offensive, <laughs> funny thing I've I was, ever seen. I dressed up as the pope, yes. Uh, yes, I'm not Catholic, but I was like, something, I don't know. And, <laughs> I can't I, put my finger on it. Something I had this bad. big top, like this hat, like this, and I get out of the, the elevator at the Burbank... Uh, at the hotel, and, yeah. and, Holiday and this yeah. black guy sees me and he goes... Grand Wizard? <laughs> and I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, I'm just doing a, I'm doing a, <laughs> I'm just doing a wedding, but it's, uh, it's not a white wedding. I mean, it is a white wedding, but it's not a, it's not that type of white wedding. Ha! Huh. <laughs> that was a, that was awesome. I think I would lose, I would fall out of the elevator and plummet to my death if I was there when I heard that man say that. I would have been. That would have been a turning point. I like that he he cocked his head, kind of like cool and <laughs> curiously. Grand Wizard. Uh, he was like he was way too. Ah, uh, it's funny. Um, so what? I don't know if people have seen some of Andy's stuff before, and if you haven't, you should. But when he's saying it's like, it's it's a it's a style that I haven't seen anybody else do. I've always been a big fan of it. Um, he like he said he takes all his actors and he makes everything. He makes the backgrounds. He makes all the effects and he. Before, back in the day, when you started with Bear Force One, which you should also talk about, that was all in like Final Cut, and you've since learned some better techniques, but still things that take forever and <laughs> are a lot of man hours. Well, I mean, so for Bear Force One, it was, uh, I mean, the president declares war on bears because bears are dangerous, and then bearers hijack Air Force One, a very difficult movie to make. Unless you just go on Google and search, like, uh, bears, and then you take the pictures. <laughs> and then it gets pretty easy. <laughs> and then, 
than you can yeah. imagine. Uh, but then you bring it into Photoshop, and he like cut off the head of a bear, and then he put it on the head of a or the body of a like a fat person, and then he have him walking around like this. Uh, but yeah, like I had to keyframe each of those different elements, like from the elbow to the paw, like that's one little thing like that. And you know, doing it in Final Cut Pro was not the right uh, yeah program to do if that you, in. If you're so an editor with any of ex- it, yeah. If you yeah, if you're an editor with any type of any like even the smallest bit of experience and did one keyframe in your life with like a piece of text and you watch this Bear Force 1, you'll understand the nightmare <laughs> that Andy subjected himself to. Yeah, I don't oh, want to give isn't? anything away, yeah. but at the very end when all of the bears are defeated and you jump out of the airplane um on the 4th of July above Mount Rushmore, uh, there's one shot in there where it's like a bunch of bears fly out and a bunch of like newspapers fly out and you fly out and, and all this, it, like koala bears are flying everywhere. I think there's like 180 different layers going on at the same time. And I was moving each of them, uh, including the sky in the background and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's just, uh, it's like when they did the Snow White for the when they first made Snow White, right? Didn't they have like they had different panels, and different layers that they would oh, put yeah. in front of yeah, each Walt, other to Walt like Disney, film to create a, a sense Walt of depth. Walt Disney used to have this uh, technique where there was a camera and it was like pointed down like this, right? And then there, yeah, and then you go and down they, into and, the thing, right? Or it'll no, go there'd up. be different panels like this that they would put in, yeah, and uh, and then they would take one frame or two frames, and then they would move the panels up a little bit, and it would give the illusion that they're moving through. And um, and I used a lot of those same techniques with when I had the sex scene with the bear in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Walt would be proud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your style is, um, I mean, as Joe was saying, it's such a unique thing that it's like, I don't know, you're like this... You're like the equivalent of like an old timey thinker that's like tinkering away in your lab and you have this crazy invention that you're weirdly perfecting that like if it doesn't take off, people will eventually be like, how is this like you're like this? It's it kind of reminds me of when uh, Joe, you said one time you went through old source fed things and stuff like that. And even old Valley Folk videos we've gone through and been like, if aliens ever found this, they would be weirdly impressed by (laughs) what it is and it would probably hold up in some way. But I feel like that's how your your stuff is. How do you? I have a question. If I can pivot for yep. a moment, how do you? It's a pterodactyl that flies around and terrorizes people. Pterodactyl, yep. correct? But uh, well, so yeah. going back to the five year thing, like, how do you stay? And I'm asking more for advice here. How do you get so motivated? Like, how does it? How does the same idea continuously renew in your mind so you don't get sick of yourself and sick of what you're doing? You know. It, I mean, there was a lot of evolution that came during the process of of uh, pterodactyl because, I, I mean, even the mo- the movie was going to be called pterodactyl, and then another movie came out called pterodactyl in the course of it. So now it's called pterodactyl extinction USA, and I think and <laughs> oh, I think nice. that's a funnier title. So that's like a win. Um, but at at the beginning it was just gonna be like my dad wanted it to be like a stoner comedy about a pterodactyl that that we were gonna shoot for real but i shoot everything on green screen because i think it's important to stay on brand and and at first it was just gonna be a pterodactyl uh like hatches and merges the same day as the world's largest hot air balloon festival and chaos ensues and then i would have a hang glider and i'd like go and i'd fly close to the pterodactyl and beat it some way or something but then when like 
all of this political bullshit started to happen with Trump and everything, like, I kind of wanted to make a statement with this thing if I was going to be spending so much time on it. So it, I, I had to, uh, a moment where it's like, I'm going to start using real news clips and incorporate it into this outrageous idea and make it seem Genius. as if it's like, this is a real event that actually happened. So the movie's cold open. It's like, you meet every single character as if this is based on a real story. You see real footage of the real people. And then it's like, over the course of this movie, like the most outrageous stuff happens. Balloon Day is a disaster. Everybody dies. <laughs> Spoilers. And, sorry. But yeah, but that was supposed to be the end of the movie. But now it's just the halfway point because then I incorporate like what is... Like, YouTube reacting was not a thing when I started this movie five years ago. And now it's like people are just reacting to everything on YouTube and, like, that's their channel. And that's, like, so, like, easy and pathetic. And, like, and so I find, I, I, well, it's like, okay, I found this one clip of this girl saying, try not to cry challenge to 9-11. And it's like... Like, no. give me, and you're, you know that she's monetizing and, like, making money on this stuff. And her intro to the video is like, so I know all y'all are probably wondering why I'm wearing this sweatshirt. And it's because eh, I'm cold. And that goes, like, to this, like, pre-made intro. And then it's like, today we're going to do the Try Not to Cry Challenge to this video, I Miss You Daddy, 9-11 edition. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to pretend that you are reacting to this tragedy and make it into, like, the whole movie is how do we as a society react to tragedy in the Facebook generation, you know, where, like, people all make it about themselves, where at the beginning you see it on the news and then you react to it on social media, the news continues to kind of milk it, get some, like, human interest stories about it, and then eventually people, like Fox News, turns it political and makes it a race thing, and then uh, all of a sudden people are reacting and they're doing a stupid thing like a Try Not to Cry challenge. <laughs> and that's and that is the movie that I made. <laughs> <laughs> it's super fun. The, uh, the opening with... Yeah. Um, uh, Luke's in it as well, the writer, Baratz. And uh, he's so freaking good in the opening. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, Which, it turned what, out what way character better does he play? Than, than I hoped. What? Oh, I remember. I remember. I remember what character yeah. he plays now. Yeah, plays, yeah. I'm trying to now, remember. Now he plays I, a, I'm getting I made confused a with uh, oh. Sorority. Whoa, 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 what? I said I made it. Do you want us to react to it? <laughs> yeah, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> Great, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, can you do that? Can how do, how do we do this? I sent you, you know some what? links. I wouldn't test it. Yeah, but... what we would do is, well, uh, let's just say, Andy, why don't you just uh, introduce it right now, and then we'll play it. We'll edit it into the thing, and we'll act as if we watched it together right now, and then we'll watch it together later. <laughs> well, perfect. Just... We can also. We can do it also with ads. We can add ads right now since it's about that time. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to go do some ads, and then right after that, you can hear or watch, if you're watching this on YouTube.com slash The Valley Folk, you can see the world premiere trailer. It is the world premiere. Nobody else has seen it. Yeah! Well, great. Hell Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, to the ads. 
Hey everybody, welcome to the ad portion. Uh, first off, I want to talk about Honey and thank Honey for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, shopping online has become ubiquitous is a good word, I think. We're doing it all the time because we're stuck inside and we don't want to go anywhere. So you might as well save some money while you do it. And that's why you got Honey. Honey saves you money. We've all seen that promo code field taunt us at the end of checkout. Honey makes it so it's not taunting you, but it gets inundated with code after code after code that Honey automatically checks for you to save you money. It's great. It's a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. It supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. It's actually, it's quite nice. It's uh. You go in, you're like, I'm spending how much? And then you see a little honey guy pop up, and then he starts going through things, and then he saves you money, and then you fall in love with the little honey avatar, and then you're like, I can't do that, so I'll just fall in love with the service. <laughs> Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if it finds a working coupon, you'll watch the price drop. It's nice. Uh, we've saved a bunch of stuff, uh, a bunch of money on stuff at the office, and we've also saved a bunch of money on stuff at home since we've been quarantining. It's been uh, quite nice. Um, that was my personal endorsement right there. Um, specific. I, can I give you a specific one? Yes. Uh, we saved $3.50 on a shirt that Hayden really wanted for her school shopping. So that was cool. Um, Honey has founded over 17 million members over two billion dollars in savings those are big numbers that we can barely comprehend so if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out on free savings it's literally free and installs in a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast so we'd really appreciate it if you could do so so get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash valleycast that's joinhoney.com slash valleycast guys sending mail from the valley cast office got incredibly easy and much more convenient once we started using stamps.com and i would like to talk about stamps.com as we slowly adjust to a new normal we still need to be smart about how we do business luckily there's stamps.com to make things easier thousands of small businesses like us have discovered the benefits of stamps.com in recent months They've been able to keep their businesses running and avoid the crowds at the post office, all from their own computers. With Stamps.com, you can print postage on demand when you want and avoid going to the post office. You'll save money with discounted rates and discounted rates that you can't get from the post office. And Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts of up to 62% and no residential surcharges. That's dope. Stamps.com brings all the mailing and shipping services you need right to your computer in the comfort of your home or office. That's fancy. That's bougie. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or just working from home and need to mail some stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official, that's official, U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. And once your mail is ready, you just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. It's up to you. You can personalize your service for yourself. Woo! And like I said, with Stamps.com, you get great discounts too. Five cents off of every stamp, that adds up, and up to 62% off USPS and UPS shipping rates. 
Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. So right now, you can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in ValleyCast. That's Stamps.com. Enter ValleyCast and get your savings and support this podcast. Thank you so much. And now, my friends, I want to talk to you about Full Sail University. If you're looking to up your educational game. Located just outside of Orlando, Florida, Full Sail University offers associates, bachelors, and master's degrees designed for the world of entertainment, media, arts, and technology. Offered both online and on campus, these programs are accelerated so you can earn your degree in half the time. Ooh! Degrees are immersive and hands-on so you can learn your craft using the same tools and technologies found in the industry. Full Sail grads are able to come back and audit classes throughout their careers and receive lifetime career development support throughout their professional journey, which is an important thing because you should always be learning my friends full soul grads have gone on to do things from mixing hit records to working on major hollywood films to winning oscars grammys and even more a lot of them are in the youtube industry enrolled students receive a laptop along with industry software at a deep deep institutional discount to learn more about full sales programs as well as potential scholarship opportunities visit fullsale.edu slash valleycast that is fullsale.edu slash valleycast back to andy mogren and back to the world premiere trailer world premiere trailer of pterodactyl extinction usa it is the peak season for hot air balloon ride gorgeous start up there the deadliest hot air balloon accident U.S. history. Claims dinosaurs have been sighted. It's going to be a beautiful morning out here. Mariah Carey on our stage. It's impossible to clone a dinosaur. Impossible. It is officially Balloon Day. So this is Balloon Day. Yeah, I've been coming here since I was a kid. Balloon Day. It's the best. Well, the graduate has returned from this big balloon university. <laughs> this is going to be the best balloon day ever. What's that? I have never seen this morning since I started my summer internship a couple months ago. This is the greatest day of my whole life! Randy, maybe you could go look for us. It looks like a nest, like a prehistoric nest or something. What's going on back there, Brad? Is that a pterodactyl? Ever since I saw Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. You think we can't take care of a simple dinosaur? And we're back. And they've watched the trailer. And now we're on this side and we go, oh man, that's going to be a ride. Wow. Beautiful. Uh, You know... (laughs) Uh, it's all in 4K, so I think that's one reason why it took me five years. Also, Jesus. it's uh, it's in like ultra wide format, so if you have like an ultra wide monitor, it will fit perfectly on there. Uh, it's all 3D, not like stereoscopic where you can see with glasses, but it's all 3D animation. And like, there's one shot in the movie that took uh, like 17 hours to export. <laughs> Jesus it's, it's Christ. Three days to make, 17 hours. I think it's like 15 seconds, but it kicks ass. So, uh, Follow go. up. What's um, what's your plan? What do you want to do with it? Because I know like, 
Again, the opposite mm-hmm. of what we are. We've always been making stuff for the YouTubes and immediate right. gratification. But in some of your older stuff, you've kind of went a more traditional route. What do you want to do with this? Well, my my goal is for this to turn into a series. Uh, I don't want to spend five years doing another one of these things. I would love to do it if it was once a month. And it was like 12 of them in one year. And, you know, it sucks that we can't do anything live right now, but it would be so much fun where every month you do a a new movie and take it out to a new city and get to watch it live with, you know, a whole new crowd of people and stuff. Like in a theater, like a theatrical release. Yeah, because I don't like how on YouTube you upload something and, like, the only reaction you get is, like, the comments that you read on it. It's not a... You don't get that, like, gut feeling of, is this good or not? Because... A lot of stuff is just yep. repetition and putting up a lot of different stuff, and it's a it's a uh, format that really works well. I mean, you get a good audience participation, then they get to know you that way. But like this is the type of thing that's taken so long. I'd love for it to be an yeah. uh, an every month type of thing, where at the end of the month you could you could always expect to get one of these movies. That would be fun. But uh, most immediate. Yeah, that's sorry. A- go ahead. Well, this guy's a good point because also with YouTube, it's such passive viewing and very, very critical. It's easy to be very critical when you're sitting by yourself watching something on a phone. But like, it's a comedy that you've you've you inject so many jokes into every second of every shot that it's like doing it a disservice to just let passive viewers like you know the jokes aren't being seen. I would imagine. But if you're in a group of people and everyone's having a great time, they're going to actually experience it the way I imagine. No doubt about it. That's an element to YouTube that is just absent and like. The very first film festival that Bear Force One got into, it headlined it. It played the. It was the last movie to play the L.A. Comedy Shorts, and then it won the grand prize. And it was just like it was yeah. this moment that uh, that changed my whole life because it was like I made that thing in a garage, and it was about bears that hijack Air Force One. It's like the silliest thing, but seeing it with a live audience, it was it was just awesome. But. You're like a you're like the Dan Harmon of Christopher Nolan. Well, you know, you know Channel 101, like you know the whole backstory of that. Yeah. How like? Uh, not the backstory. Oh, I no. love this backstory. It's uh, Dan Harmon, and I'm not sure who else was there. Probably Rob Schraub and a couple other guys like that. They got together and they were watching like Jaws 3, and before the movie, they all had made their own piece of art to depict what they thought the pl- the plot of Jaws 3 was, because none of them had seen it. And so they each had, like, their own fake version of Jaws 3 that they showed, and the next month they got together, and they did the same thing for another movie. And eventually they made their own, like, movie trailers to what they thought what, like, Rocky Five was going to be about or something like that. And in the end, like, it became way more fun to watch these videos that they were making that they started renting out bars, and they would show these, like, fake movies that they had in the bars... And that eventually turned into, like, a format where you could submit a five-minute pilot, and if it was good enough for this, like, panel of people, it would be shown at the Downtown Independent Theater in L.A., and the audience there would vote. If they liked it or not, they would vote back the episodes that they would get to see episode two or three of and whatever. Oh, that's how, and, like, yeah, and I then, that. So that's then cool. that's, like, that's where the Lonely Island got their start. That's where, like, Jack Black was an early contributor to it, and Tim and Eric, and mm-hmm. Justin Roiland, obviously. Like, Rick and Morty started from there. Yep. But uh, I just, I love the idea. It's, like, so punk rock to have 
this thing where it's like every month these people are working at making this thing, and then you get to see it, and then, you know, if they have to do episode two, then you get to see that story continue, and I just think that it's, there's something yeah. fun about that format that I would love to do it, but it's, it would, it would take some money in order to do are it. You, are you planning yeah. on, or are you wanting to do Festival Route with Pterodactyl? I am I'm going to submit it to like Sundance and Slamdance and that kind of stuff. The deadline was yesterday, but it's being mixed right now. So once its full mix is done, we're going to submit it. And there's like a, a midnight screening at Sundance. Oh, I feel like so it's per- I feel I feel like it's perfect for the midnight screening at Sundance. It's like genre-defying uh, pieces, and and that certainly is what this is. Irreverent. Yeah, like um, the soul, the whole second half of Pterodactyl is uh, it will catch everybody by surprise. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna be your. Uh, I'm gonna be your PR management firm right now. Hold on. Yeah. So uh, you're not gonna be able. If you're excited to see Pterodactyl, you may not be able to see it for a while if you enjoyed the trailer. However, there is a backlog of movies just like Pterodactyl that you can check out, and I'm not even gonna say them all because I'm gonna forget one, and you can remind me which ones I forget. Started with Bear Force One. We got Werewolf in a Girl's Sorority. We've got. Is it Secret Santa? What's it? What's the name of it? Secret, it Secret Santa, Santa. Yeah. And is there a is there a is there a fourth or is it just the three? Th- this is the fourth. Uh, Secret the Santa fourth. was done with Freddie Wong, and Rocket Jump, and um, and I, you should be able to find it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, find I, it somewhere. <laughs> if you go to andymogren.com, you'll be able to see that, and you may even be able to see Pterodactyl. I don't know. It might be up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because they're all li- they're littered with a. You know, former YouTubers that you know and stuff, and they're they're well, good times. So after I added all of these like news clips from like Fox News and like Sean Hannity into Pterodactyl, I uh, it's like such a funny thing to see, especially when juxtaposed against like this green screen animation silliness, right? So I am re-editing new pieces like that for Werewolf in a Girl's Sorority and Bear Force One Ooh. and Secret Santa. Great. You're I, George Lucas in your art! <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's alright because, like, I deleted the original Bear Force One because Rocket Jump wanted it up on their thing and now I think it's, like, unlisted on their thing and so it's like, I don't even... It's like, it's gotten millions of views or, like, one million views at least but you can't ever you, tell. You should make it republic on your channel. What the hell? Just do it. I know it is public on my <laughs> channel, but I, it's anyway, but, right. it, but I had to re-upload it, so it's like two hundred thousand or something like that, which Go is still still very impressive. But um, your ability to find these news clips and apply them to your narrative is good in a creepy it's way. Insane. Even seem it looks exhausting just seeing mm-hmm. the accuracy so, that you have gone. I mean, to. so over the course of this thing, it's like this pterodactyl. It kills all these people in this really public way during Balloon Day, right? And uh, how do we react to that? How does Fox News react to it? And, like, I didn't want to be tacky and take it from, like, real, uh, like, tragedies and and do anything. Instead, I wanted to find ways where they were blowing outrage about, like, total bullshit, right? So, like, uh, I there's an extended cut of Pterodactyl where it's got a lot more, like, Alex Jones and... uh, and a lot of that cut, and like the Alex Judge Jones Jimmy cut. Korea. Yeah, it's just like I watched a lot of Fox News in order to see this thing, and and it was interesting just to kind of get out of like the bubble and to see 
how they portray yeah. stuff, and it and it's very much like uh, WrestleMania every day of the week over there. <laughs> it's like this week's RNC. Yeah, yeah that's oh, I, I saw no. some of that stuff and. Um, and pretty, pretty smart. Inspired. It's, it's Inspired. Pretty, pretty cool guys. I like these guys. <laughs> you know, they're really yeah, they're cool. They're really cool. They're smart. They uh, very. Smart. I'd actually wear. Honestly. I'd wear that shirt. <laughs> RNC. We're re- really they're cool. Very cool guys. Man, um, I, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if a shredder came out at the end of this thing with a Foot Clan. You know. <laughs> but you know what? The DNC, I can't say the DNC was some something to be proud of. That was the most uncomfortable like I was like these real these people, they're not real people. Yeah. Like these aren't I think we've imagined them to all be somewhat real people in our brains and then seeing the DNC and the RNC I'm like these politicians are they're robots. They don't know there's how to no, talk. There's nothing they to don't know how to talk to humans. That's like the people that lead us yeah. don't know how to talk to us. Um no, they're not real. Yeah, there's no one going like, "Hey, we're Anyway, sorry. The uh Never you that. know how like Edgar Wright has his um what is that? The Cornetto trilogy? Is that what he calls it? You guys know what, what I'm talking what, about? Like with uh, Simon Pegg? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think it's called and, the Cornetto and Nick, trilogy. And Nick Frost or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is kind of like the, the the fourth installment of your, we got to come up with a name for it, your Quadretto trilogy. Yeah. 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 I mean. Quadretto. <laughs> I like calling it a four thing of three. Quadretto trilogy. It's a four, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> a four part trilogy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the best looking one of any of the ones that I've done before. And Secret Santa, like, we rushed that through in a month. So it looks pretty rushed. Um, but all of them, they, they all hold up pretty good. I mean, here's the, the main question that I do want to ask you. And it's that uh, Andy is a father of twins. They just turned one, as he said earlier in the podcast. And I think me, Elliot, and the rest of the audience want to know how long did it take you to tell the difference? Uh, right away, because one of them was born with like a bursted blood, uh, cl- like uh, blood vessel on his on his chest and on his cheek. That's Jack, and Oscar has a little bit wow. of a, like a vein right here. But right away, we could tell the difference there. But yeah, that was a fear that we wouldn't know, and we'd get home and we just would get confused one day, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they're switched for life. They're never. Dude, I have a feeling that that has happened to at least 50% of twins. Whether it ha- happened at the hospital, like maybe the, like a nurse accidentally whoopsie-doopsie. No doubt about and then it. Put, or it happens at home. Like I, It's had to have happened many a times. Of course, yeah. <laughs> when my uh, – yeah, I just had a um, – I went through a lot of labor and had a nephew. Uh, I'm a first-time uncle. You look great. You look day, great. Like, when you he was, do. by the way. Thank you so much. It was just – it's a lot of, like, whatever. I'm working It doesn't home, even look like, like you just became an uncle. Like, I, I can't well even rested. imagine. You. you look very it's amazing. Handsome, thank you. Very cute. Yeah. I was hoping you would think – Whatever weight you, you gained, I think you lost even more. What did you say? Weight gain? What do you mean? Whatever weight you gained, it doesn't even look like it was ever there. Those are beautiful purses behind you, by the way, as well. Thank you so much. They're mine, and I ch- I chose all of them. That actually is pretty cool. I like that one. That one looks to me like something came out of a like Who Framed Roger Rabbit animated purse, like a realist version of it. Anyway, um, my brother was getting a tour of the hospital, and they were like, don't worry. It's locked both on this side, and then there's another part that's locked. And my brother was like, oh, because people steal babies. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> like, that like, is no oh, joke. The guy, behind, the guy yeah. standing behind him when the nurse said that was like, <laughs> he just turns around yeah, and walks on. Ah, shucks! And he, t- and he leaves. Why wouldn't it, wouldn't it come all the way up here if I'd known they were gonna have locks on the doors? A guy in that black and white striped shirt. 
All you just hear is someone like, yeah. Yeah. like casually just go, ah, oh, shit. And then <laughs> shit. Not today, Jerry. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Jerry the big. Yeah, they probably get switched. But, uh, uh, you were going to make, do you see the, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, no, we came up with the first name for, it was, it's Baby A and Baby B. And, uh, like, when we went in for the first ultrasound, they go, how many people do you expect to have in there? And it's like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? yeah. Who says that? And uh, Talk about, like, giving yeah. the punchline away right away. It's like, you don't ask that question like, unless there's more. Twins yeah. don't <laughs> run in our family or anything. Like, it was, it was definitely a shock. And we came up with the name while on, like, a baby moon out in Santa Monica. We were walking alongside the ocean. We're like, Jack Mogren. Oh, it's, it's just perfect, right? They had class Strong. And then Tough. Uh, we had all of these other names picked up for baby B. And we're, it's like the night of giving birth. And we're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry wanted to name him Noah. And all I could think of was Noah Grossman at, at Smosh. And I was like, and you're like, no way. I was gross. Like, no, I was just like, uh, Noah. Like, how about, uh, no. I was like, I really like Noah, but it's just like, he's already my son in, in many ways. Um, and so then we were like, I, I guess maybe it's Oscar. I don't know. And, and then, um, we went in and she had to get a C-section for the second one. And so for that, the dad can't be in the room. So I got brought over to the next room holding Jack and the doctor comes in. And it's like, oh, uh, uh, the baby's born and fine. It's Oscar, right? And they were like, yeah, I guess so. And uh, and and that's that's how we got he got his name. That's great. I can't wait to see how these kids grow up and how that. Is. <laughs> I wonder if Oscar's always just going to feel a little like. I don't know. I kind of feel like they kind of made me up at the end. <laughs> no, it, well, he is like a, a day and a half away from walking, so that's pretty cool. Cause wow, like, man. You that know, during the whole cool. quarantine, we've been spending so much time up here at the cabin. Like, they didn't know how to do stairs, or like they were barely crawling at the beginning of this thing. And now what a bunch walking, of dummies! Like, Ugh. yeah, totally. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, because I would figure it's like they're all worried the kids now are going to be a little dumber because of the the court like staying they at are. home but babies yeah. are probably just like excelling <laughs> babies are going to catch up with the kids yeah that's what's going to happen that's the gap that's going to close every other gap's going to get real yep. big but then the babies are just yep. going to like rule in 20 years <laughs> yeah it's going to be a baby boom good for babies sure. you think so uh i i, I mean that's I the know. assumption with everybody stuck inside together bored I, well i guess uh, there's already been a divorce right boom. there should have been there, right. there should have been the baby boom already right we're, um, we're, we're probably already. about three months away from it. We'd be three months away from, like, just babies everywhere. Nightmare. Yeah, nightmare time. Nightmare time. Kill me. Are you eating Lucky Charms? What have you <laughs> been doing times. the whole time? <laughs> I uh, I have not eaten, and it's salmon and rice. Lucky so. Charms. That's what I call Lucky Charms. <laughs> Adult Lucky Charms. All natural Lucky Charms. It's very good. Sorry. It's just there, and it looks really good, yeah. And it's like, you know, salmon's hot. Cereal's great. Um, cereal is wonderful. Although I don't like the subliminal messages they put in cereal boxes. All the eyes oh. are always looking down like this, you know? To look down at the kids that are looking up at them, and they're like, my friend, Tony the Tiger. That's so funny. I know they're looking at the cereal, but I never thought of it like that. Like, oh, never look at my friend, that... uh, the, the, <laughs> the rabbit from the Twix box. 
Dude, and that's why all the muesli box and all the healthy cereal, the mascots on that are just looking straight at me, flipping me off. Like, fuck you, you're going to eat me. I mean, anytime like, yeah, you eat see you. Tony you the Tiger, he's like looking down like this. He's looking down <laughs> at our kids. He's looking down on our kids. Bastards. Wow. Bastards. Bunch no, of bastards. Bastardos. No, thank you. Not today. Joe, we have not even <laughs> talked about our other major uh, collaboration of Epic How To. Oh, that's right. That's the other thing that we worked on. Andy, uh, when I was doing Epic How To, what did we do that for? Two years? Three years when I was at Defy? It was like, th- for about th- like three years, yeah. Yeah, Andy was the editor on that too. And a lot of that style came over to Love on the Internet. Uh, well, it, like because I was doing Epic How To like seven days a week for two and a half years or something, uh, I became a much better animator. So I went from Werewolf and a Girl Sorority... To like learning 3D animation for Epic How Two, to now applying that to Pterodactyl. Uh, I've addressed this before, but I get so many. It's 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 very sweet. I get a lot of of people on Instagram, on YouTube, at Twitter asking when's it coming back because Defy forced us to say, "Hey, we're going on a break. It's coming back." When really they canceled it. Oh um, man, I, I I lost my shit when when you had to say that. <laughs> I, I, remember that I like did a whole comment on it. I was very honest. <laughs> Yeah, I, it I was, was like, uh, I was working from home. I didn't care. I was like, you know what? Fuck this place. Yeah. <laughs> so, just another like round, like number of one of the dumb decisions that were made um, by some of the upper management there. But the show was good, and the reason I did say it, I don't think they were ever going to bring it back on um, YouTube or anything. But we we did try to make a few pilots, and I know that that's there's still little pieces of possibility floating out there with the people that have the rights now they still want to make it so maybe that'll happen if you want epic how to keep uh commenting on the epic how to videos because we might get to make something but i did shoot a pilot for it and that's when i shaved my head yep it was great how much did they pay you to shave your head probably not enough but enough for me to go i've always wanted to do it i'm gonna try it elliot you look you look like something from the matrix (laughs) i don't know what it is i didn't know if this would have any kind of an effect but I thought I'd do it for attention. Sorry, go ahead. No, you got it. <laughs> uh, no, that's it. They so uh, uh, Epic How Two could be a thing. A- Andy and I, you know, we we probably field one email of possibility every six months where it's like this could maybe happen. It'd be and we fun. get excited and then it goes. I mean, away. I, so. it's a great I concept. Love Epic yeah. How Two. It's you know you you take something that's kind of challenging and like you are so charismatic as the host, and um, and I feel like my animation stuff Stop. just brings it up also to like a equal level of fun and um, it was just I, I did I think like thirty or like forty episodes myself. We did a lot of so. them. Yeah. They're yeah. fun, and uh, the writers were great on it. Shout out, shout out to the writers and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Rainey producing it. It was a small team, small but mighty, small but mighty, small but mighty, small but epic, small but epic, mighty oh, how to. Oh, I love that. Mighty how to. Um, all right, well we're we're near we're nearing this uh, this hour mark. Andy, what else are you gonna work on? What do you want to do with your life? Got any advice? <laughs> uh, let's. What are your big regrets? Let's see. Uh, big regrets. You know, it's just hard to to have have many things going on these days. <laughs> There's nothing going on. What am I gonna do? Nothing. I, I nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. The focus is on getting this movie into some festivals and kind of like rounding up the finishing line of that. Yes. 
Do you guys feel like Hollywood exists? Do you feel like anything? I feel like the whole industry just stopped. Yeah, because yeah, it did. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember new like, movies? Remember that? People are taking meetings. They're doing They're doing pitches. People are buying things. Like, things are happening. It's just like, I don't even feel like any of it is, I guess, real. No. I mean, you're probably submitting to a film festival that may not happen, depending on... Uh, like, how right. shitty is this? I've been working on this thing for so long with, like, the dream of, like, uh, we're going to we're gonna show it in theaters, you know? That's the goal, is to, to show it with a bunch of people, because there is nothing like watching your movie in a movie theater with, like, a whole crowd of people. Like, as Aaron Sorkin says, you could swear you could fly, and that's exactly how it feels. And it's like, you know, now Sundance, like, is going to probably be online, and it's like, that's not going to be the same audience as YouTube. Like, do you no, just put it on no. YouTube? But then you lose uh, eligibility in a lot of different fil- film festivals if it's on YouTube. So Yeah, it has to be, like, an unseen piece of piece of art, right? Like, if I want to get into Sundance, it better be the, uh, the world premiere of it or whatever, you know? Right, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be so fun. Park City's great. I'm uh, I'm almost finished with uh, the my writing partner and I've about finished the final draft of a script that I've been working on for a while. But she knows so much more about all the festival stuff, and I know nothing about it. So in my mind, I'm always like, just let everybody have, just give it to everybody. But, it, but yeah, I'm learning myself. Well, there's also not that's there's not how also it works. a lot yeah. of screenplay competitions that you can look into that are. Go to filmfreeway.com. That's like the best place you can go for for film festivals or screenplay competitions and stuff like that. Um, I just feel like, you know, even though, yeah, like Sundance might not happen. I heard it might happen in like 20 different cities or something weird. Mm. I'm not sure. Uh, But probably this is the one year where nobody went out there and made anything, you know? So I probably have the best chance to get into Sundance. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if not this year. It next reminds year. me of, um, yeah, it reminds me of the. Uh, do you guys watch Last Chance You? No, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's crazy. It's the yeah they they fo- it follows this you know kids that are trying to get into at least college football and uh, and it's they work their entire lives. It's like the one pipeline that many of them can hope to get into to get a college education, and then the, all this stuff happens, and it's just like uh, very sad. So anyway, uh, on that note, anyways, Andy, thank you for coming on. Thank you for letting us do the freaking world premiere trailer of Pterodactyl Extinction USA. Yes, uh, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> excited about it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's I, I can't wait to actually show it to people because it has been a labor well, of love for a long, long time. But in in the meantime, Andy, you bring... go to my YouTube channel and watch all the other stuff because it's it's fun. And a whole what's time. is it definitely is it just slash Andy Morgan YouTube.com slash Andy Morgan? Yep, and not Andy Morgan like Elliot, uh, his brother. Andy, good, good, good. yep, yep, good distinction. Yep. Uh, Andy, you bring a lot of joy to us and indirectly, and sometimes directly, a lot of joy to our audience. So on behalf of them as well, thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank and you. And us also. Well, you guys make me happy. And, and you know what? I desperately... That's our I, time, Andy. We're done. <laughs> Cut it, Joe. We're good. <laughs> Shut Sorry. it down. Now the... Shut it down. We're done. And Andy's goes away, then ours, and then there's like a static, and then... It <laughs> <laughs> and then the Matrix. 
Yep. Full circle. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. No, I'm sorry, Andy. Do you want to keep talking, Andy? Or no? Okay, he's, he's just drinking out. Patreon.com slash the Valley Folk, everybody. Check it out if you want to help keep this train going. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be launching a lot of new merch there. And it's a new, Minnesota new beer. Shows and Surely all extra citrapale.